Welcome to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times, produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida. Here is your host, Professor Elliot Weiser. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Journalism is at its best when it holds politicians accountable for what they say and what they do. In this episode, we have a perfect example of that. The issue is an important one, affordable housing, and the politician is two-term Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. Olivia George covers the city of Tampa for the Tampa Bay Times, and she has written an excellent article that has raised important questions about what is being said about affordable housing and what is reality. Olivia, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's begin with a question about political promises. Politicians make plenty of promises during the campaign. So how prominent was Mayor Castor's promise of 10,000 affordable housing units? So this pledge and the mayor's progress towards it has been a top talking point for her for years at meetings, interviews, ribbon cuttings and on the campaign trail for re-election last year. Mayor Castor returned to this topic time and time again. Um, And that pledge was that her administration would add 10,000 affordable units to city housing stock by the end of 2027. In October 2021, she first announced that her administration was more than halfway there, surpassing the 6,000 unit mark. And during her campaign trail um, this last spring, she repeated those claims over and over again. So when she first ran for office Mm -hmm. for the first time, she talked about this as well? No. So the 10,000 number comes from a housing task force that she assembled after she had won uh, after she had won election in 2019. Okay. So your reporting found that the Castor administration has fallen short of that goal. Talk about that a little. Right. So my review of city records found a gulf between her public pitch of progress and reality. By the city's own accounting, the administration has yet to pass the 6,000 home mark, which, as I mentioned, was a mark the mayor first said her administration passed more than two years ago at this point. But not only has the mayor not passed that 6,000 homes mark, my review of records found that past progress claims have been inflated by homes outside of city limits, projects with which her administration had little involvement, and also maintenance projects, which, though important, do little to increase housing stock. Well, let's take a deep dive into that right now. So you found some of the projects the mayor was taking credit for, as you mentioned, were outside the city limits. Talk about that a little. Right. So I found examples of hundreds of homes outside of city of Tampa limits, still within Hillsborough County. I'm sure still important Hillsborough County writ large, like the state of Florida, has um, an affordable housing crisis. But yet these were not um, city of Tampa homes. And so when I began asking questions about these projects, many of them were in Sefna, which is about seven miles from the nearest city boundary. City staff removed them from their progress tracker. And they reasoned that it's a living list. You know, developers can pull out. They might not get the tax credits that they need. The number goes up and down. And I understand that. But I found that these projects outside of city limits, they'd been completed for over a year and the city was still including them on their tally. So let's just clarify for people listening across the country and around the world that Tampa is located in Hillsborough County, but totally separate entity from Hillsborough County. 
Right. The city of Tampa is within um, Hillsborough County in Florida, but they're under different taxing authorities, different political representation, etc. Just want to clarify that. So one of the projects on the list, Belmont Heights, that project predates Mayor Castor, doesn't it? By a long shot. Um, so those who aren't familiar, Belmont Heights is a public housing complex a couple of miles north of downtown Tampa. Um, and the complex predates the mayor by over a decade. But the 800 and some odd homes located within this public housing con- um, complex make up 15 percent of the mayor's um, claimed progress. Belmont Heights opened with the help of millions of dollars from the federal government from between 2003 to 2005. During those years, the mayor was not the mayor. She was in the police department, rising through the ranks. Um, She would ultimately become police chief. And so you have these homes that have been opened and occupied for two decades now. At the moment, they're undergoing renovation. We have old carpets being torn out, new appliances being put in, all things that I think everyone would recognize as being important, but maintenance to a property is very different um, than boosting housing stock. So your article, which, by the way, was was phenomenal, was well, uh, I have to say as a journalism professor, I thought it was well-reported and well-researched. Uh, showed a substantial portion of the homes that Mayor Castor claims as part of her goal. It says uh, it showed that a lot of them are still in the planning stages. Talk about that a little. That's right. So it's important to acknowledge that you can't just snap your fingers and expect an affordable home or any home for that matter to be built. These projects are complex. They often involve many different parties. Financing can be difficult and often depends on competitive um, tax incentives or grants. So you have thousands of these homes actually for the most part, just existing on paper at the moment. That doesn't mean they won't happen. That doesn't mean anything nefarious is happening. But again, the goal of my reporting on this topic was to bring clarity and transparency to one of the mayor's top talking points. So of the 5,000 and some odd homes the mayor is claiming credit for, only about 1,300 of those are actually finished. You know, you can drive past them, you see them, they're occupied. Thousands others um live on paper and will hopefully one day be built in empty lots. But for the time being, um, these are not homes that you can see or live in. And the mayor has three more years in her second term, correct? That's right. Yeah. So could one make the argument that remodeling old housing is adding to the portfolio of affordable housing? Could someone make that argument or is that just doesn't work? So um, there's disagreement on this in terms of people that I've spoken to who are experts in the field. Everyone recognized that the preservation of existing housing stock is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think everyone would agree that if you have a, a a home or an apartment complex that is um, in rapidly declining state, that it's important to empower and give um, residents that live there the financial means to repair them. But we have um, an administration who repeatedly on social media, at press conferences, at state of the city addresses, repeatedly claimed um, and repeated their claims that this was a project about adding to housing stock. We will add 10,000 homes to the city of Tampa. 
by the end of 2027. And so you have a disconnect there, right, between a political pledge that has repeatedly been crafted as one of creation, but then you're folding in um, preservation and maintenance projects, which, again, I think people would argue are important. They're related but separate goals. Interesting. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. Never miss the news that matters. The Tampa Bay Times has the Bay Area's largest newsroom and is your source for reliable reporting. With 14 Pulitzer Prizes recognizing its commitment to the community through high-quality journalism, the Times provides the news you need from the source you can trust. Find local stories, investigative reports, things to do, updates on Florida politics, and more. In print on Wednesdays and Sundays and 24-7 at tampabay.com. Pursue the truth. If you work in the media, communications, or marketing industry, this message is for you. Take your career to the next level by getting your master's degree from one of the top journalism programs in the Southeast. The journalism department at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg, is offering a master's degree in digital journalism and design. And the best thing about it, you can do the entire program from home. This online curriculum can be completed in as little as one year. The program is professionally accredited and provides students with an informative and practical education taught by well-respected professionals and academics. The cost is reasonable. The experience is invaluable. For more information, please call 727-873-4881. That's 727-873-4881 or go to www.usf. Edu slash journalism. And now back to Florida in depth with the Tampa Bay Times. Just a reminder that if you missed season one of Florida in depth with the Tampa Bay Times, all nine episodes are available right now wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the topic of affordable housing. Our guest is Tampa City reporter Olivia George. Olivia, having gone through the details of your story, Mayor Castor should be taking credit for, I think you mentioned exactly how many homes right now. There is unfortunately not an entirely satisfying answer to this because... um, Well, give me an unsatisfying answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like 2,000. When you count out the projects that the city has not provided land or funding for by their own accounting, when you take away um, homes built in the infill project under her predecessor, which, by the way, the current mayor has continued but still included um, some of the progress made by her predecessor, when you take out um, Belmont Heights that we discussed, which is a maintenance project spearheaded by the Housing Authority, and when you take out projects um, led by nonprofits that the city has not provide, been able to provide any evidence of their direct involvement in, you have about 2,000 homes and some change. And as we've already discussed, a lot of those remain in the planning stages. So we hope the fruits of those lab- um, the fruit of that label will come to fruition soon. But these are not 2,000 brick-and-mortar homes that you can see with your eyes right now. A lot of them are still in the planning stages. If we counted the ones in the planning stages, Mm -hmm. and in a perfect world, they all got done in three years, could the mayor get to 10,000 affordable homes? That's a great question. Um, Her staff seem resolute that it's possible. Um, We have... uh, We have 
big projects that the housing authority hopes will break ground next year, like Rome Yard that we haven't talked about, um, which the, the the city is is involved in in terms of um, a partnership that it has with the housing authority. It's going to be a stretch. <laughs> It'd have to be a perfect storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, here's the million-dollar question. So what was Mayor Castor's response when you talked to her about your investigation, when you confronted her about this? So she repeated, as she has many times, that affordable housing remains a priority for her administration. She pointed to other successes that they have had in terms of expanding rental assistance and things like that. But she never really provided me with a direct response to my findings, such as past progress claims, including homes outside of city limits and maintenance projects, which do little to increase housing stock. To those questions, she told me that I was splitting hairs and again reiterated progress she had made on important but not directly related um, projects. So you mentioned rental assistance. What other efforts has the Castor administration taken to help with the housing crisis in Tampa? Sure. So um, the current administration, among other things, launched um, an information hotline for renters in the city. They've partnered with a legal aid organization to help those facing eviction. And um, last year, with support from city council, more of the city's general fund is going towards housing initiatives than, than ever before. Um, And I think it's important to note that in the time from when this goal was first articulated and these pledges were made to now, we've had the pandemic. Um, And as city staff told me, you know, that really exacerbated the city's needs um, when it came to housing and a lot of other things. And not only did they have to focus on increasing housing stock, but they also had to roll out services to help just keep people housing stable. So that's where the rental assistance comes in, for example. What was the reaction in the community to your article? The response was gratifying. Um, Stories like this take a lot of time. Um, They're long, so they also require a lot of time from the reader. But it's no secret that Tampa, the Tampa Bay region, Florida, and all across the country are really feeling the grip of um, increasing rents, mortgage payments, um, property insurance, all of that. It's no secret that we're in a housing crisis and that a lack of supply is a big, big component of that. So I was glad to see um, a lot of thoughtful readership, a lot of people engaging with this topic. Again, as I said, this pledge of 10,000 homes really became one of the mayor's most recognizable Um, slogans, if you will. So I think people were interested and grateful to understand um, some of the data kind of under the hood of that uh, statement. So you mentioned it it is an acute issue, especially in Florida. So for instance, if you look at St. Petersburg, in one of our earlier podcasts, we were talking about the proposed Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. And Mm -hmm. one of the keys for Mayor Welch Mm -hmm. in St. Petersburg is Mm -hmm. affordable housing Mm -hmm. there. So affordable housing is a very, very big deal, Mm -hmm. especially in Tampa Bay and throughout Florida. Mm -hmm. So why is this you, you alluded to it earlier. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a big lead up time. A lot of things have to yeah. go right. It's not as profitable as, you know, just let's build the most expensive homes. I mean, right. so building affordable housing is not an easy thing, is it? Not easy at all. Not easy at all. Um, and it 
in many ways has become more difficult in recent years um, with interest rates, higher costs of materials and labor, um, stricter lending practices, as I said, rising interest rates, hiccups in the supply chain. Um, land is also finite, which means that um, density, dense development has become um, all the more important. And yet municipalities like Tampa are still kind of behind the curve in many ways when it comes to updating zoning practices that will incentivize dense and affordable development. But that, again, to her credit, has been um, a priority of the mayor, and we're expected to see some movement on that in the month or so ahead. So maybe we'll talk about that at and another time. And we should time. give Mayor Castor <laughs> credit for making it a, a priority, at least. Definitely. Um, As I said, when she was first elected, one of the first things she did was to convene this affordable housing um, task force. And it was from those discussions and that that report that that task force produced that this number of 10,000 ever ever came to be. But I'll note, too, that the most recent city estimates um, show that the city of Tampa is short about 20,000 homes across income levels. So the lack of supply continues to be a pressing, pressing issue. Olivia, excellent reporting. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. On the next episode of Florida In Depth with the Tampa Bay Times, we will take a look at the homeless problem by examining a case that is not what it seems. Finally, a reminder to please give our podcast an excellent rating and tell your friends and family about Florida In Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. Until next time, I'm Elliot Weiser. Thank you for listening to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. The podcast is produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. Executive producers are Elliot Weiser and Michael Vance Sickler. Producers are Ashlyn Baker, Emerson Taylor, and Kendra Reese. Production assistants are Alexa McClure and Aidan Connell. And our director is Chris Campbell.